I want to welcome you back to Mark chapter 5 and Daily Drive Time Devotions, day 4. We're going to go back a little today and look at verses 21 to 24 and then go ahead and look at verses 35 to 43. And as we do that, we're going to be looking at the third healing of hurts in this chapter. We've seen a demon-possessed, confused man healed of his hurt. We've seen a woman who had been suffering for 12 years healed of her hurt. And now we're going to see a little girl in desperate need healed of a hurt in her life. On either side of the experience from Jesus' life that we looked at yesterday, there is this story of Jairus and his daughter and how Jesus healed her. First, let's go back a few verses from what we looked at yesterday, the events that happened in that crowd with that woman, to see what got Jesus into that crowd. Verses 21 to 24. When Jesus had crossed again over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was at the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. And so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. The little girl was ill, and so her father had come to Jesus for help. This dad was an important religious official, an important government official in Israel. He was a guy who knew how to get things done, and yet he can see that his daughter is gravely ill and nothing is working to get her well. And so the official, Jairus by name, turns to Jesus for help. He seeks out Jesus in the busy marketplace, and he secures his agreement to come and help his daughter. Now just just picture Jairus with me for a minute. He's stone-faced with anxiety. He's dividing the crowd as he rushes back toward his home so that Jesus and his disciples can follow in his wake. They're making good progress to get there to heal his daughter when suddenly Jesus stops. Who touched me, he says. And then the events that we talked about yesterday happened. Even Jesus' disciples that day were incredulous. In that kind of crowd, everyone is constantly bumping into each other. If the disciples were shocked, Jairus must have felt pure panic. Every second counted. Didn't Jesus know that? And here he is stopping to deal with this woman who'd been suffering for 12 years, whose life had so suddenly been changed. And then suddenly, seemingly, it's too late. All hope is gone. Listen to what happens next in verses 35 to 36. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid. Just believe. They've stopped in the crowd, and Jairus is nervous. He's thinking, my daughter is getting more and more ill. Is Jesus going to get there in time? And then after Jesus heals the woman who's been sick for 12 years, some people from his household show up and say, it is too late. All hope is gone. Jesus might as well not even come. What does Jesus have to say to a man who's just been told that there's no longer any reason to hope in his life? Here's what he said. Don't be afraid. Just believe. And the group continues to press its way through the crowd. When they arrive at Jairus' home, they're greeted by, by the sound of weeping. Listen to what happens beginning in verse 37 and be going all the way to verse 43. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. 
After he'd put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and he said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to tell anyone about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. The, the community had already gathered to weep with this family because the little girl has already died. And Jesus speaks before Jairus even has a chance to plead, why didn't you get here more quickly? Why didn't you stop? He says, she's not dead. She's asleep. And when he says that, the people gathered there laughed at Jesus. You have to remember that in that society, many mourners would be there with the family, even though they weren't close to the family. It was just something that everybody did. And these people that weren't close to the situation, their tears quickly turned to laughter. Who is this person who says someone who has obviously died, we're, we're weeping because this little girl has died. Who is this person that says that she's just asleep? But Jesus puts them out of the house and he goes in and he sits with the parents and his disciples quietly with his little girl. And he says two words that change everything. His journey to be with her had been filled with twists and turns and stops. Jesus had walked past sarcastic smiles into a room where this little girl is. And he takes this little girl by the hand and he bends down and he whispers two simple words in Aramaic into her ear. Talitha kum, little girl, get up. Even if you don't know Aramaic, you can hear the tenderness in those words, Talitha kum. And the little girl stands up. And Jesus asks her parents, very practical, to get her something to eat. Two words and then a miracle. Let me say two things about that. If you think that Jesus Christ can't work a miracle through his words in your life, you have missed the point of this story. He can heal the deepest hurts with a word. I just need to hear it. I just need to hear it. And Jesus Christ walked past a lot of obstacles to make sure that this little girl heard his word. He's walked through a lot of obstacles in my life, in your life too. Listen to what he has to say. The words of others can't heal your deepest hurts, but Jesus can. And here's a second thing to say about what happened that day. If you think that God cannot work a miracle through your words in someone else's life, you've also missed the point of the power of God. You may not be given the ability to heal someone physically with your words, but there is no doubt that you passing along the words of Jesus Christ to someone else can heal a relationship, can heal someone's faith, can heal a broken heart, can heal a shattered God wants to use you to take that message into somebody else's life. Let's take a minute to talk to him. Jesus Christ, thank you for your healing words, healing words of hope. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Peace I leave with you. My peace I leave with you. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Thank you for your words of hope and healing. Help us to hear them today, maybe like never before. But God, also help us to share them today, maybe like never before, to let other people know in our lives that you have healing words of hope, that you can make the difference in our lives. Heal our hearts. And then out of our healed hearts, give us the privilege, Jesus Christ, of sharing with someone else the hope that you've given to us. We ask this in your name. Amen. Join us tomorrow, our last day of looking at Mark chapter 5. We're going to look back at how the truth of this chapter makes its way into our lives. 